construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Flagstick Podcast, sponsored this week by Adidas, introducing the Ultimate Tour 365 Heat Apparel and ZG23 Fint Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. This collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women with heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their very best. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. Um, Right off the top, we always like to remind you to check us out on all the social media networks, Instagram, X, and Facebook, uh, TikTok too. Uh, subscribing on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably there. We do encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us, and click the notification bell, and make sure that you never miss a single episode ever. You got it. All you right. Welcome in, of course, Scotty Mack. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? How are you? Your eye, your eyes, your eyeballs. I can't see them that well, but you know uh, yeah. they do look like two. Uh, you know what's in the snow. Yeah, it was. Um, had a couple day trip this week, which uh, was good from a content perspective, and we'll get to that a little bit on the front nine. But uh, a little bit tiring dealing with that <laughs> traffic up in the old GTA area. Uh, definitely adds to every trip that you take up there. Got an early start on Tuesday and got back late Wednesday night and packed a lot in in between. But like I said, we'll get to that on the. Uh, it's on a lot the of day. all about timing when you go to Toronto, eh? Like it's, so much. It's like, yeah. I remember going for our our, our trips that we take up there mm-hmm. for for the. Um, for the Hall of Fame ceremonies that we'd always go up to Wooden Sticks or anytime sure. we yep. went up for visits or, you know, hockey tournaments, things like that. You're always planning, okay, around the traffic. when am I going to arrive yeah. in yeah. the GTA? And then you back up the time that you want to leave because there's certain times you just don't right. want to be there. But you had no choice. We'll talk about where you were and what you were doing, yeah. but you had no choice. So you- I end up leaving 3 a.m. Tuesday morning. <laughs> To, to get there at a decent time so yeah but it's i was on the other side of the city unfortunately mm-hmm. i didn't have a passport so i wasn't going to go around the lake the other way no which as we discussed there earlier off air there might have been a heck of a lot faster to jump over mm-hmm. to the yeah. uh exactly the US not, not that i don't have a passport but i just didn't have it on me <laughs> hope you have a passport <laughs> i hope so travel too. you do there yeah. um well we uh we have a good show yeah, we got some um, lots of stuff going on, man. Yeah, a lot of uh, there's a lot of variety this uh, to this uh, podcast. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna get to listen to Scott and I chit chat about some of the latest news and topics and so on that have happened in the last week because there has been a fair bit. We are winding down the season and a lot uh, a right. lot of tournaments are happening now and uh, the season's finishing up. Um, we're gonna obviously take a trip out to the Lesson Tee again with Kevin and Jay Kane. We got some some new some new information there about hybrids. Uh, Ooh, so that should be an interesting, an interesting little tip. Um, and uh, on the back nine, we have um, a return interview, I guess we'll yes. call it. Uh, a follow-up guest. return interview. Return guest, Sam McPhail of Golf PEI joins us yeah. uh, to talk a little bit about uh, uh, PEI, some fall, fall golf. Fall golf, um, getting ready for next year, yeah. Exactly. And uh, so he's going to be joining us in the back nine, a little interview you did with him. Um, but let's uh, let's get to it because uh, there's a lot to discuss. Um, let's get to the front nine presented, of course, this week again by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is well underway. Uh, don't wait. 
you can still save on your golf this season. Um, purchase some game packs and get ready to hit the first tee. Visit metcalfgolf.com and shop for those uh, passes now. Also, check out memberships for next year. Too, yeah, I was going to say that. that that's, that's it's kind of that time thing. of the year. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, if you want if you want to get uh, membership anywhere, uh, and especially Metcalf, you know, it's busy like everywhere else. You definitely want to you want to look into that right now. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I think I just got an email saying that uh, there's a discount for returning members. So, nice. um, if you're not a returning member, you might want to jump in there quick and get your membership. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, front nine. Um, yeah, let's let's first right off the right off the bat, let's talk about what you were doing up there with the GJAC, which is the Golf Journalists Association of Canada. Um, yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what what you were doing up in the TO area again? Yeah, yeah on Tuesday uh, I headed up to uh, Coketown Woods Golf Club. Yes. Uh, we that's actually where the original Golf Journalists Association of Canada Golf Day was, and this is kind of funny. I missed that that time. Uh, there was only eight members there at that time. Huh. And uh, also at that time, a guy named, that we know very well, Jeff Tate from Triple Bogey, was involved with uh, a clothing company, Quagmire at the time. Oh, my gosh, and had, yes. And he had a couple of extra days of um, appearances to use up with a couple of the athletes that he sponsored at the time. So those eight guys that showed up at that original G-Jack day ended up spending the day with Jimmy Walker, who would end up going on to win a PGA championship and Ches Reby, who ended up winning the Canadian <laughs> open that week. So um, kind of wild. So um, yeah, so we were at Coketown woods and uh, we had a nice turnout. Uh, now we have about 150, 166 members uh, wow. of the Golf Journalists Association of Canada. I should know that as a VP of membership. Uh, it was in my report at the our annual general meeting that was up there. Uh, and you know what? We get together. Um, not only do we have the general meeting, we had a bit of a golf day, uh, and then we have an award ceremony. And we have a, a, an award, which is our highest honor. It's called the Dick Grimm Award after Mr. Canadian Open, uh, Dick Grimm. And this year, good friend Rick Young, who is our past president of mm -hmm. the uh, of G-Jack, was presented it. And obviously, it, 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 it honors it. someone. Yeah, it honors someone who's given back uh, a lot to the uh, golf community in Canada. And while Rick definitely uh, was the guy who said, no, 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 I shouldn't be getting this. There's more people of course, who should be yeah. ahead of me. Of course. <clears throat> um, you know, he was the deserving honor. And I don't think anybody was, uh, was upset about that. So uh, congratulations to Rick, obviously a great friend of ours, and uh, it was nice to be there to celebrate with him for sure. Perfect recipient for that award. Oh, right? yeah, for you know, sure. Rick is an amazing person, uh, been in the business for a very, very, very long time. Four decades. Extremely yep. well respected. So yep. sorry, Rick, for you not thinking you should get it. You, <laughs> you definitely deserved it. And uh, congratulations from me because I haven't face-to-face uh, -face spoken to you about it, but if you're listening or watching, Rick, congratulations. You said to say hello. <laughs> well, hello to Rick. Yep. Uh, um, I extended the trip, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you extended the trip. <laughs> Sorry. This was the, the listen. This was the topic of conversation in our household because you know, you know how badly. Yes. I want to play that golf course even uh, more the, now. The, the, the extent. <laughs> and my son Brandon. Who's uh, who's recovering from his uh, surgery, surgery right now? Yeah. Um, is knows how badly Dad wants you know to play. <laughs> that I want to play that golf course. So when he saw the post, oh yes, <laughs> 
then the conversations really say he's and and then I then I I mean I'm I'm very happy for you. Sure you are. However, <laughs> he says there certainly teeth. was a significant amount of <laughs> um I will say superlatives and exclamation points and and whatnot that were in the bubble speech over my mm. head when I <laughs> when you told me. But I am happy that you had an opportunity. So for those that don't aren't getting this. Um, you had the opportunity to uh, extend your trip with a little uh, a little sojourn to the Hamilton Country Club. Yeah, Hamilton Golf and Country Club, just down the road from uh, from Copetown. So I just stayed over in Brantford and, and went up there. Uh, thankfully, uh, you know Brent Long, who does their communications, had reached out, and knew I was going up for that event. Uh, and then you know Alan Carter, who's uh, you know their head guy, their CEO, uh, reached out and said, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you come play? We've got a few people that were playing." Um, our group ended up being, uh, I ended up playing with Alan and uh, Lauren Rubenstein, uh, obviously esteemed longtime writer. And we had a great time. Lots of fun stories about uh, of that one. I'll, I'll tell a funny one in a second, but, um, you know, certainly appreciate it. It's always, always great to spend time with him. Uh, Bob Weeks is supposed to join us as well, but he was at a President's Cup function in Montreal. Didn't get home till 4 a.m. Uh, so he bailed on us. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he missed out, but it was a great day. And and the one thing I should say is, you know, they've got such a rock star staff up there. Uh, Emerson Mahoney, the head professional, Brad Lawrence, who we know fairly well, uh, Penny Walleen, who actually said what? hello. Uh, you forgot that. I, I had sort of forgot Penny was there. Wow. Obviously a longtime pro worked in, worked in Ottawa, uh, 25 year plus PGA goodness, of Ottawa. Yeah. Never walked in the pro shop and all I heard was my name. And I was like, who's saying my name? And then I looked up and I saw Penny there. Um, Ralph Bauer is there. I mean, it's just an amazing team. And, you know, the, the golf course itself is, uh, you know, I, I can just, I can say thousands and thousands of words about it. Um, always was a special place to me. I got uh, a few more than a few opportunities to play there, mostly during the 1990s. Um, and it was always a fantastic golf course, special place, uh, covered three RBC Canadian opens there. Uh, and then, you know what, uh, over the last 10 years, the club has embarked on a massive plan to do some renovations to upgrade the golf course. And we'll call it a historical renovation to sort of take it back to what uh, Harry Colt had envisioned uh, back when he was, you know, creating that site for them. And I have to say I was gobsmacked. I, it was uh, it was unbelievable. They, they took down a ton of trees, um, apparently close to 1300 and the vistas are incredible i mean there's a lot of elevation on the property so now you can see uh in different areas of the golf course you just stand there looking around and i mentioned that to uh to lauren and alan in, in a little thank you note afterwards it just i spend a lot of the day just kind of turning in circles looking around and smiling really more yeah. than anything oh yeah uh, dramatic bunkers these ragged edged bunkers um you know, players loved it when they would go there for the Canadian Open. They're going to love it that much more. Um, this course has already had a, you know, an amazing position in the history of Canadian golf. And that that is only going to get stronger based on what I saw out there. It, it's something wild. Well, I I mean, you know, I'm I'm excited for the fact that you had this opportunity. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's no, you'll get uh, your shot. You'll I, get your shot. I, I do. I would like my shot. And now, and now Brandon has actually looked at overheads and flyovers and she's trying to figure mm. out what it is about the golf course that, that I like so much. Um, he understands yeah. now from what he's seen. And I said, I said to him, I said, you know what? I said, you look at your pictures and your overheads and stuff, but 
Um, that is not even that's like no. that's like saying augusta national looks good in a from a google map or a flyover yeah. or a photograph until you actually get on that property and wander around and see the property and the mm -hmm. holes and you know it's um it's a special place and it is yeah. one of those ones i knew the moment i saw the golf course the very first time we saw the golf course at the rbc canadian open Mm -hmm. And I knew the moment I saw it, like, I just, I want to play here at some yeah. point. I, it's a bucket list course for me. Well, 2024 RBC Canadian Open is obviously what they're preparing for. So they will it's have bound a to be day. a media day. Of course, it's going to be, a, it'll, <laughs> it'll be early in the year because obviously the, the Canadian Open date has been pushed to the end of May uh, for next year. Does and this guy that, look like he cares when it is? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge for them for sure. And, you know, they're already in, in major prep for it. Uh, ran into uh, RBC uh Canadian Open Tournament Director Brian Crawford and their team, they're out there on a daily basis now. I uh, had a quick chat with him uh, out on the second tee, um, talked a little bit quickly about, you know, getting ready for that time of year, um, the challenges they could face, weather conditions. You know, obviously, they're hoping that, you know, it's a fairly dry early part of the spring because, you know, that course would be, um, if they can get it firm, um, which will be a struggle at the end of May. It will just be a, a stunning test. Uh, the greens are amazing that they resurfaced. Um, a lot of very subtle double breaks. If you look at them now, they look at look more like something from the UK. Mm. Uh, they're not just this, you know, single slope going one direction. A lot of subtleties uh, on them. Uh, those bunkers, as you can imagine, are a very difficult yeah. test. You certainly want to be strategic and play around them. And, you know, some of the uh, extra tees they put in there, they pushed the 17th hole, which is probably the most impressive. That's the first one that you saw probably on the Instagram posts with all the bunkering up the fairways. Yeah. They pushed that green farther back as far as the green site. So it actually works away from you now. And it's a spectacular green site with tons of different options. They've done a lot with the grassing around the greens as well. So uh, certainly, you know, if a player is creative, there's a lot of opportunities to do a lot of different things. But at the same time, for members, they can putt from the fringes. There's just yeah. Yeah, a myriad of choices. Um, and certainly, I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be very proud to show it off uh, for 2024. I know there's a lot of stuff we have to get through, so we don't want to yeah. we don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But I did want to say this that that one of the things that I've noticed a lot of lately is is this same, this kind of thing happening. Uh, to older golf courses that have undergone transformations over the years to modernize. And now you see architects going in and the plan is not to modernize, but it's to, it's to restore, um, restore to what yeah. it originally was intended with still having that element of modernization in it, but not yes, definitely. And, and you see that a lot now uh, from yeah. older golf courses, especially where they're trying to take it back to what it once was and i think that's a i think that's an unbelievable thing to do obviously you know budget has a lot to do with that with a lot mm. of these courses yeah. but but you see it happening a lot and i think what what ends up the result is you end up with a golf course this is way better than the one that you currently have so yeah i think so i think uh you know decades and decades of you know people adding touches homogenizing shapes going with trends that were happening during the times whether that's the 60s or 70s as far as you know bunker shapes and looks it just gets transformed mm -hmm. and one of the greatest parts uh of the day out there was uh you know alan carter brought along this book um that um 
uh, Martin Ebert and Tom McKenzie put together uh, as part of the design project. And it has all the historical photos. Um, it has, shows all the grassing lines. It shows everything. And, and it's an amazing book. And, and in fact, Lauren was like offering him money for a copy of the book um, right. just because it, of what it showed. And it had the original uh, drawings uh, with, you know, Colt and, and uh, Allison had done and uh, which showed, you know, some of these bunkers that, you know, what style they were supposed to be now they've obviously had to update it relative to the length of what players hit now um, there's actually a bunker on the first hole now that you know they're affectionately calling the rory bunker um, okay. because during the you know during the last canadian open he was to be able to blast it over uh, the bunkers uh, on this slight dog leg left to be able to get it really close to the green well now he's got some trouble in the way and it's not as easy so you're gonna have to play a little bit more strategically uh, more in the style of what players saw even going back to the Canadian amateur there and Lauren was telling us a story about catting for Jim Nelford there in 1977 and the fact he had to hit a five iron into that first green and he had to play all the way to the right of the bunkers and then around it uh, now basically yeah they're going to have to be more strategic about it and then like I said, the green surfaces are unbelievable. You're going to have to really be smart about how you play them. And I, I think that element of strategy and creativity just lends a whole other element to this golf course and just brings it up to a level now where, you know, recent national rankings would have it at, I think they were at seventh. They're definitely going to shoot up in those just because people are going to look at it and see what they've done there. Um, and it sets a standard really for what other golf courses, you know, might want to do if they want to have that, you know, level of play for sure. All right. Well, let's move through. Uh, we yes, got some other stuff that. to talk about, but that's definitely. that's awesome. Glad you enjoyed that. Congratulations, Rick Young, on your award. <laughs> yeah. And um, looking forward to a possible media day next year. Um the OVGA Cup, which is uh, sort of the season-ending OVGA event, uh, was held at the Hunt Club uh, on September the 11th. Um, yep. And um, it involves uh, about 45 players. Yep, 15 and, from each um, category. And there were some some winners. In, I mean, we're talking men's, senior men's, and women's uh, playing for, for the title, order of merit titles and thing, things like that. So yep. uh, why don't you just kind of wrap that up for us and sure. uh, see, you know, who our winners were and whatnot. Yeah. And the women's competition, uh, Lee's Jubenville of, of Highlands uh, was a low round of the day. So she picked up that title for the second consecutive year. It also wrapped up her fifth order of merit title, fifth straight, uh, which is Fantastic. Uh, senior men's Dave Ross of uh, the host course turned in a 71, beat out Tom Henderson of Smith Falls. Uh, Henderson still won the senior men's order of merit for the year. So that was his consolation prize. And then over in the men's category, it was junior Rowan McDonald of the Royal Ottawa Golf Club, uh, who turned in 71 as well, uh, got the win by two. Um, but it was Brad Goodman, who was part of a three-way tie on the day, who had enough points to win the season-long order of merit title. And that's a repeat from what he did in 2022 nice there we go nice um now sorry the the order of merit is a separate thing obviously Correct. from the yes. event the ovj cup is, yeah. an, is is the event the and and the order of merit now the order of merit winners you said brad goodman um was the order of merit winner in the uh, men's category. Uh, in the men's category uh dwight reinhardt was right in there too right mm-hmm Always like to see Dwight. The... I always like to mention Dwight when I see Dwight because we know Dwight so well, okay. and and he just yeah. you know he's one of those guys that just continues to play good golf all the time. Yeah, kind of like just... Drew Lafave too. I mean, Drew Lafave was obviously uh, the 
the uh, the uh, the main the main man at the OVGA, mm-hmm. but uh, he uh, he always seems to show up there and play well, like show up and play well in 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 OVGA events. Struggled a little bit this year. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, Dwight just keeps grinding away. He was part of a, a tie for third uh, that day and right in it as far as uh, in that battle for the points list as well. And, um, you know, frankly, Dwight could actually be playing in the senior men's category. Uh, he's almost there now. So, but uh, he prefers to, uh, you know, still uh, hang on and, and put go head to head against the uh, the kids, as they say. Um, well, then the Dwight, the flagstick so. open is a great place for you to be playing against the kids if that's what you're looking for the challenge at Equinel uh, next May. Uh, So put that on the calendar now, Dwight. (laughs) Show me some love. I'll bug him personally about that one for sure. So, yeah. Uh, And some other big events, obviously. You know, there's such a storied history of events throughout uh, this region. I mean, in golf in general, but I mean, this is the region that we, we primarily focus our attention on. Um, And there's all these team events and, and, you know, the Gordon Cup uh, mm-hmm. just wrapped up and, and Renfrew, you know, came out victory, uh, victorious. Yep. Um, now, interestingly enough, it's the 37th time mm-hmm. that Renfrew has won yep. the Gordon Cup. That's which is that's a, that's a record by seven. That's that's a pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. And, and in 2024, um, they're going to be playing this at Sam Point, formerly right. the what people might refer to as the Armpire Golf Club, but Sam Point Golf yep. Club. Great, great track up there. Um, so, uh, so I'm sure everyone's be uh, working hard to get themselves on the Gordon Cup team, which is a big thing. It's kind of like making the intersectionals teams the Gordon Cup team. Um, you know, it, there's actually a host of different uh, um, team events up in the Upper Valley, yeah, especially. There is. There is. And, uh, you know, whether it's Fraser Cup, Long Prey, uh, O'Brien, there's a whole bunch of them that are up there. But, you know, the Gordon is the most historic one, you know, started in 1930, as you mentioned, is the 94th playing of it has been played continuously. Um, you know, they basically didn't stop this for a lot of different things. So, mm-hmm. which is wild. And, you know, it is definitely a point of pride to, to make the team. And then obviously to get a win is certainly big. Uh, Pembroke looked like they were going to repeat. They were up by nine after day one. Uh, but Renfrew, you know, played really well as far as uh, across the team at a pretty low scoring average. I, I forget exactly what it was i looked at it quickly um but yeah it's always good to win at home um a lot of people were excited that the renfrew uh team had brought it home um being the fact (laughs) they've won it 37 times pembroke is second at 30 uh so they certainly want to catch up to it and you know again uh, it's it's one of those many events that has a history to it um if you are a member of the clubs that are involved there you want to make that team you want to play in it it's on your calendar rate right from the start of the year. So uh, congratulations to the team from Renfrew. Now, as, uh, as we watch this week on the PGA tour, the, uh, the um, Fortnet uh, Fortnet uh, championship that's being yep. played on the PGA tour, which is the first event in the fall series of the, Fe- the FedEx uh, cup fall series. Yeah. Um, we have to also look at the, the um, uh, Fortnet Fortnet championship that was played in Calgary, which wrapped up the PGA Tour Canada season, Correct. and uh, and those players that got to uh, s- uh, slip on the hockey jersey, knowing yep. that they had a they had a ticket a ticket to the uh, Corn Ferry um, Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, and the and the final final stage of Q School, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Final yep. stage right of the final uh, stage. Yep. So 
congratulations to those guys. But uh, you got a little bit more detail on that, obviously, because it does involve some Canadians and some locals. Yeah. Yeah, Hayden Springer uh, ended up winning two of the last three events on the on the circuit this year. So he ended up winning the not only the final tournament, uh, but he won the money list. So he gets an all exempt spot on the Corn Ferry Tour this year, which is very, nice. very important. Uh, and in that top five, uh, one of the players that was in there that people from uh, our region will be familiar with was uh, Etienne Papineau, who plays yep. out of Pine Grove, a former Tunis winner. Uh, lucky to spend some time with with Etienne this year and you know what, this is a guy who had, was away for a lot of play last year uh, for a uh, ankle injury, a leg injury, wasn't sure what was going to happen as far as his season, even though he had status, got a win early, kept playing well throughout the year, ended up fourth on the money list. Uh, he gets conditional status in the spot in the Q school final. So um, he's got some status to start the year next year in the corn Ferry tour, which is great for him. And the reason I spent time with him was he was at the wedding of obviously uh, Kingston's Noah Steele. Uh, and again, at the same time, I was sitting there talking to them at coming back from injury at the time, Noah had a hand injury, didn't have status on the tour, uh, but uh, managed to score a birdie on the very last hole at the, uh, at the Q school in the spring, turned that turn conditional status, got a couple of top tens early, ended up turning that into a 15th on the money list for the year. He's now exempt a second stage in PGA Tour qualifying. He ended up tying for fifth at that tour championship. Uh, so great to see somebody from Eastern Ontario uh, obviously get to there. Uh, as as you know, he's probably very excited about uh, being oh, on the second stage. Saves <laughs> money, time, effort. You know, pre-qualifying is going on right now. So there are four stages to go through and and players that are at, you know, um, you know, pre-qualifying and then first stage, you know, they, they've got to play well in two tournaments and spend lots of money traveling to places. Uh, so to be able to get to that second stage and he's going to be playing in uh, Savannah, Georgia for his second stage. He got his assignment there the other day. Uh, so good luck to him. Awesome. Awesome. Now um, we uh, we're up against the clock here to get before a break, but I just sure. wanted to wrap up a couple of other things. Um, our 2023 Cobra Puma flagstick.com shootout winner, Connor Gadet, um, has uh, opened his uh, OUA um, season for Laurier with an individual victory right off the bat at the Western Invitational. So yep. um, congratulations, Connor. We knew that that victory at the uh, flagstick.com shootout <laughs> was a stepping stone to greater things. So congratulations. <laughs> and we look forward to you defending that title next year at, uh, at Smuggler's Glen. Uh, down the Gananoque area. Um, coming up, um, as we're recording right now, um, coming up next Monday, September 18th, the uh, the final, we'll call it the final event on the flagstick.com PGA Ottawa Tour mm -hmm. um, is the fall championship at uh, being played at Rita View. Now, it's a limited field event. Yes. Um, and uh, Dan McNeely and Roger Beal are leading the points race. Sorry, guys. This is a pretty good situation to be in since Dan McNeely and Roger Beal <laughs> are, are the View. pros at Rito View. So talk yeah. about a home course advantage going into the fall championship, trying to lock up the order of merit. And yep. uh, way to go, guys. Good way yep. to put yourself in an ideal position leading sure. into the final event. But um, And Graham Gunn and uh, Pasquale Mangilio uh, are leading the senior points race. Yeah, um, going into that event. So should be a really interesting uh, day uh, yep. with a limited field, tight points race, and home court advantage for a couple of guys. Uh, um, should be cool. And the Ping Challenge Cup is coming up. 
Uh, yeah, making the chops here. Uh, October the second at Highlands Golf Club. This is where the team of assistant pros take on and try their best okay, to hey. defeat the team of down head seven, professionals. Five. Um, and, and the assistant pros are captained by that guy. Um, mm. and the head pros are captained by this guy. And yeah. uh, it's it's a fun fun day. Um. It's, it is uh, really fun. I, I'm not playing this year. I got to play last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a hope, I think, that uh, there was going to be the head-to-head match, but maybe we can have a chip off on the putting green. Yeah, maybe, or maybe, maybe <laughs> we can go out before everybody else and play a match, and, and an uh, we'll be the rabbits. We'll be the All rabbits. Right. We'll set the pace for the field. We'll go out and play on the like si- on the Sunday on the uh, on the singles. We'll play the yeah. singles. I like um, it. So we'll see how that goes, but that event's coming up uh, October the second um, yeah. at the Highlands. Nice. Pray for nice weather for us because it's a it's a bit of a crapshoot when you get into October of what you're going to get. It could be warm, it could be cold, it could be rainy, it could be snowing. Who the heck knows anymore? Yeah, it was hot last year. Yeah, it would and that would be nice if it was hot again this year. Um, at this point, there's no reason why I shouldn't be there. So, yeah, so, fingers crossed. Gosh knows what uh, anything can come up between now and then, but keep your fingers crossed that I can actually make it. So, yeah. um, so that kind of brings things up to speed for everybody. Uh, that's what we know, and what we haven't told you about. Obviously, you can find over on flagstick.com because there's uh, there's way more stuff over there than what we talk oh, about yeah. on this podcast. Um, all right. Well, before we get out, uh, we want to um, help you out with your golf game again. And we specifically are not going to be helping you out. But Kevin and Jay Kane are going to be helping you out with your golf game. Um, so we want to get out to the lesson tee presented by Kevin Haim Golf School. It's always the right time to play better, whether you need a private lesson, a better short game, some putting help, or even a custom club fitting. Uh, visit KevinHaim.com and remember that better golf is a lot more fun. So let's head out to the lesson tee and see um, what this uh, discussion about hybrids is with uh, Kevin and Jay Kemp. Haim, uh, take it away, guys. Happy Tip Tuesday, golfers. All right, Jake, back on the lesson tee. A few weeks ago, we did a, a Tip Tuesday about fairway medals and how to hit a fairway medal. It, we get a lot of good feedback from that one. I thought maybe we'd attack hybrids because, you know, our students are confused about that one too. I get a lot of questions about how to hit a hybrid. Is it more like an iron, more like a wood? How would you answer that question? Well, not to be cute with it, but I think it's a bit of a hybrid setup. I mean, there's elements of both areas, which makes sense for the club. So let's talk about the stance part first. Okay. So my stance is going to be a little more narrow than it would be for a fairy wood because it's a little more like an iron on that front. It's much shorter. And I want to make sure I'm a little more on top of the ball as a result. Yeah. I mean, if you look at this golf club, first of all, best invention in golf equipment in the last 25 years an easier to hit long iron we had a little bit of mass behind the face to get the ball up in the air but it is more like the length of an iron so you're right about stance so how would you describe width of stance and and general setup over that golf ball so i'd say you know if my my width of stance is about shoulder width for a seven iron marginally wider than that for my six iron my five iron and my four iron my my hybrid stance might be just marginally wider than my four iron stance even if it's a four hybrid I'll be a little wider than the corresponding iron, but very similar. Okay, but I see a lot. So if you stand over it like an iron, I see a lot of people taking divots and hitting down on it. And I think that's what they struggle with. They yeah. they think they don't like a hybrid because it feels cumbersome. But that's, I think, because of ball position more than because of stance and setup. So, 
when it comes to ball position, we've got to think about it being a little more like a fairway wood, right? Yeah, agreed. Especially with the more modern hybrids where the heads have gotten bigger to get more of those fairway wood benefits. We need to make sure we sweep the turf a little more than we do for an iron. And as you said, that means the ball should be a little more forward of center. That's where we say it's a bit of a hybrid stance. It's a little more of a body setup of an iron and the ball a little more forward like a fairway wood. Yeah, you want to hit the ball at the bottom and sweep it. So that's great. Let's see your setup and go ahead and hit one and let's yeah, see so, how you do with it. So I'm a little wider than my shoulders. Like I said, a little wider than my corresponding iron stance. My golf ball would normally be about three inches off my front foot in line with my ear for an iron. So I can move about an inch forward of that. So it's a little forward of my head, kind of more at the center of this logo. And between those two things, I have a nice width of stance so I can rotate. I'm going to sweep the ball a little bit more. Yeah, lovely. No divot notice, everyone. And notice that rhythm too, very much like an iron swing. Don't try to get too aggressive with those hybrids. They're designed beautifully to help you get that ball up in the air. Don't force it. Swing in balance, set up your body like an iron, your ball position like a fairway would, and you'll have lots of luck. Well, there you have it. Now you know what the discussion about hybrids was going to be all about. So um, put that in the bank, download it, save it, watch it, learn from it. I don't learn from any of this stuff because I just don't. <laughs> when it comes attention. to golf instruction, I'm probably the old face. What, what, how many times that you've tried to get me to fix my swing and it's just not going to happen? Going back 30 years. Oh, my gosh. It is what it is. I take it out of the box. I put it on the tee. It's all good. Way we go. All right. Um, sadly, we have to get out right now. So you, you get a bit of a break from us, uh, but not much of one. It's only one commercial. Uh, but we will be right back um, on the Flagstick Podcast. So stay with us. Adidas introduces the Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Vent Footwear to help golfers handle the heat this season. Both the ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available now on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and selected retailers worldwide. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Flagstick Podcast with uh, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Um, we're going to get right into our back nine, presented this week by Castleview Golf Club. Only a short 25-minute drive. From Ottawa, this 18-hole layout is renowned for its superb conditions and unsurpassed services, making it a must-play in the National Capital Region. 5, 10, and 20-round packages are available. Visit castleview.com for more information. All right. On the back nine, we're really excited about this. Uh, always excited when we have guests. Yeah. Or interviews in this case. Not yeah. necessarily a guest, technically a guest, but sure. um, not a live guest. Yes, exactly. Now we have had this individual on before uh, this mm -hmm. year. Um, this is uh, Sam McPhail from Golf PEI. Yep. And um, uh, Sam was on earlier uh, this year talking about, uh, you know, golf and PEI, summer, spring, and uh, what you can expect and so on. But uh, we thought we'd follow up on this because, um, PEI is not just for golf in the summer. Mm -hmm. There is a uh, there is a lot of good golf to be played this time of year and into the uh, the early parts of the fall. So we thought, you know what, let's bring Sam back on and let's talk a little bit about uh, more about fall golf and PEI and 
and how uh, you can get yourself hooked up there, the packages and so on available. Um, so you did a little interview with him and uh, and got all that info. Yeah, just, uh, just caught up with Sam, just uh, saw how the season uh, played out. And yeah, as you said, just wanted to really sort of accentuate the opportunities for people in the fall when they don't really think about going there. They know it's a busy, busy place during the summer. They might not get the experience that they want because, you know, they're trying to get there, but it's booked uh, mm -hmm. and fall provides that opportunity. And then for those who are already asking about 2024 and we get lots on our social media, um, you know, wanted to see where things were with that, uh, what they needed to be doing and maybe some things that were happening there in 2024 and how they go about getting those arrangements set up. So uh, great to catch up with Sam and uh, we appreciated his time uh, just to see what was going on down golf pei all right well let's check that out scott uh, our very own here scott mcleod uh doing a little interview with the uh, golf pei sam mcphail let's have a listen all right we'd welcome back to the podcast sam mcphail sam was with us earlier this year sam's the executive director of golf pei we did run across each other uh, a few weeks back i guess it seems i guess over a month now uh how are you sam I'm very good. Yeah, a, a reoccurring guest. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure. That's all good. It, was a pleasure it was a pleasure to have you uh, at our golf marathon day too. That was pretty fun. Well, why don't we start with that before we get into anything else? But uh, you guys did a really cool uh, marathon. You and you and Ben King. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it was a seven course, sixty three hole day. We it was just the idea was it to market around how close all these golf courses were in PEI. So we started at six a.m. at Red Sands and made our our way back towards town um, and finished at Belvedere around seven or sorry, eight forty five. So seven rounds and nine holes um, in a day. And there was a lot of fun along the way. Uh, the videos are being processed now to or being edited now to kind of for marketing purposes, but we'll be sure to share them with the flagstick folk whenever they do come out. Yeah, that was fun just to catch up with you guys in the uh, the last round. I, I didn't want to get in the way, but it was fun just to, to watch and uh, see if you guys would actually survive it more than anything. But uh, yeah, I always tell people too, like, People were like, oh, it must have been tough. It's like, well, I, I didn't feel any tighter than if I play 18 holes the next day. But the big difference was every nine holes, you'd get in the truck and drive for 15 minutes in the AC. So yeah, that, 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 that definitely helps. helped. Today. That helped for yeah. sure. Well, I know, uh, you know, it's been a challenging year a little bit from a weather perspective uh, down in PEI. Uh, obviously, uh, I got some good weeks when I was there, yeah. but that hasn't slowed down the golf scene down there why don't you tell us a little bit about uh 2023 so far because there's still some time left in the year and and how it's been going for you guys at golf pei sure yeah so i guess um, from a rounds perspective we're still up versus last year which was like a blown wide open uh year uh 2022 was crazy but 2023 so far has held the pace and a little bit above um it'll be interesting to see how august shakes out just due to rain and wetness but um overall we're happy with where things are um, the CBC put out a report probably three or four days ago at PEI or Charlton had the rainiest summer on record. So for June, July, and August, we had 438 millimeters of rain. Um, the most before that I think was 2009, which was probably like 20 millimeters less. And before that they don't, there's no other real estimator since they've been tracking it for over a hundred years, let's say. Um, so that kind of puts a damper in things. There was nine days throughout the three month stretch with more than 20 millimeters, meaning pretty much a washout of golf day. And there was 58 days with some sort of rain, whether it was, you know, one millimeter or 20 or 19. So, you know, that can deter golfers. But I think with, with our uniqueness too, once people are here from, let's say, Ontario from farther distances, if they're here for five days and only get four good golf days, they're going to make the best of it. 
Um, and even if they do play in the rain, you know, you're only here for a set amount of time. So you're going to get it in while you can. Um, obviously, if it's high winds and a lot of rain, we're, we're, we can refund you for that day. But um, overall, we made the best of it. And I think courses have never been greener because there hasn't been a stretch of dryness. Um, usually, you know, July, late July, early August, your ball will roll an extra 20 yards off the tee. But this year wasn't the case. Um, what did you see for traffic for demographics this year? I mean, obviously, as we progress away from, you know, the the heart, I guess, of the COVID pandemic, you're starting to probably see some return visitors from some different areas. Certainly, yeah. So our, our biggest market would be Ontario. Um, and that can be from people driving, you know, from Toronto, Ottawa, um, or flying. Uh, I think a lot more people are seeing the benefit of having your own rig once you're here. I think you've certainly seen that benefit because you can make some stops along the way. Sure. Um, but I mean, bridge traffic's up the highest it's ever been. Flight traffic is up either. It is either at level with the highest it's ever been or above. Um, and you know, we've had some issues with the ferry this year, but the ferry traffic was relatively steady before the bumps in the road too. Um, so o- overall, I think tourism numbers in general were maybe a little softer, but golf has been, you know, up, up, up compared to last year, which like I said, was our b- biggest year, um, and my first year, so I walked into the good time, I guess. But um, we're, we're certainly happy, and all of our golf courses are happy. There's some places that you know might be down a few percent in rounds um, overall, but it's not anything crazy because I think last summer was a bit of an anomaly for some places. But it certainly says that golf is still um, busy, and that that itch to get golfing more than once, just once a week for a lot of people, is still here um, from both a local perspective and a, to- a tourist perspective. Um, yeah, I so probably... we're happy with it. I probably talked to more golfers this year about uh, trips to PEI, which is incredible, um, but also ran into a lot of golfers when I was in PEI, which was which was great. Um, you know, just obviously going on about certain golf courses and other amenities and things like that. Um, there's still some time left in the year. And I know I've got some friends that are kind of down there right now. I've got some other people that are heading down for some trips in the next little while. Um what about the opportunities still left in the year here? Because, you know, obviously, you know, there's probably still some availability, correct? Yeah, big time, big time. Um, we are like there, like a lot of weekends in September are getting fuller just because that's obviously the primer time to play. But weekday trips, there's certain, uh, certainly plenty left. Um, usually like, you know, the old wives tale that if you have a rainy summer, the fall is going to be really nice. Uh, I hope that's the case. Um, <laughs> but so far in September, we've been, we've been blessed with good weather. Um and even into October, like you can get October days where it's 15 to 20 degrees on a Saturday. So how, how can you beat that if you're a golf, if you're a golfer? It's almost better weather than, you know, 45 degree heat. It feels like some days. Yeah, um, a little, little cooler, start to maybe get some colors. Uh, obviously, there's some supplement as well as from, a, you know, it's harvest season and things as well. So from a, you know, from a dining perspective, there's a lot of things going on on the island. Uh, some different things, next lobster season coming, that sort of things. But uh, why don't you kind of fill us in on maybe some things that are going on there? Yeah. For, so for golf PI specifically, we are doing, if you stay two night or two nights and play two rounds, we're doing some kind of, we have our Canada Food Island gift cards, which are gift cards for any, basically any restaurant or golf course in PEI, you can use them towards. So it's kind of like a, a, a give and get kind of promotion. Um, and also starting October 1st till the 15th is PEI Fall Flavors. Um, which is a celebration of kind of all these foodie, foodie, uh, the foodie oh, yeah, culture on Prince Edward Island. Yeah. Um, so if you like sea, and the, the seafood or the shellfish festival is happening like next weekend, so the 14th, 15th, 16th. Um, and again, a celebration of oysters and mussels and everything else 
Um, so there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Like I think PEI was always July and August only, but there's a lot of expanding the, the tourist season into thing, unique things like that. Um, so, you know, even if you only slot in one round of golf, there's tons of other things to do if you're here for a few days. Um, I think what I find a lot, just kind of get off on a tangent a little bit, what I find a lot with bookings is people usually wait until closer to the date to book because they are, are unsure of weather versus kind of the guaranteed July, not, well, maybe not guaranteed this year, July and August, but typically. Um, but, you know, if there's other things you can complement your golf trip with, it's not that you can book a little earlier because you know there's going to be other things going on. You're not going to get stuck with three days of rain and sit in your hotel or your cottage because, you know, there's other things to do. Um, it's certainly becoming a, a longer season. Um, and I think the government's next push, the provincial government, is to make it into that 12-month season. Slowly getting there, but start with fall and kind of inch your way towards the winter months. Yeah, it used to be that, uh, you know, you hit Labor Day and, and everybody kind of boarded up everything and, and, and everything was done. But I, I know for myself, just, you know, going down there a, a little bit more in the fall, the last few years, uh, there's certainly an activity level. It, it's maybe a little quieter, which is kind of nice if people don't like it super, super busy. Um, you know, it's just kind of a laid back pace. Not that it's not laid back as it is every other time, but uh, you're right. There's a lot more things that are still going on, things that are still open as well. Um, why don't we go into a little bit of uh, next year, 2024? Obviously, people now uh, clamoring, starting to look at vacations for next year. Um, you guys are obviously probably starting to you know, get some bookings and things for next year. Any hints, tips, ideas, or things for uh, people looking to do vacations in 2024? Uh, like like you you said you hit the nail on the head we already are uh getting a lot of inquiries and bookings like we probably have a solid percentage of, of the total revenue this year on the books for next year my only advice would be like what's stopping you from booking early um when you book with us you you only have to put us a, uh, a small deposit down and you can always get it back if something happens we're very flexible that way so having it locked in having the best tea times having the best accommodations and, you know, locking in your rental car earlier, it's obviously going to make your trip a lot less stressful if you leave it till, oh, I'd like to go to PEI in three weeks. It's I think that's what people are starting to run into when they call us in July and think, oh, I'd like to come in August. So, well, it's old home week that week or it's, you know, there's something going on. We're not you're not going to find the, the exact accommodation you want to go to. Um, so that, that's just my advice. I think the pandemic certainly forced people into booking things longer in advance um, and just from a travel perspective anywhere, not just Prince Edward Island, but that's, that's the biggest piece of advice I get. Like what, what's holding you back. If you know, you want to come um, you're, you're probably, you could, you might argue otherwise, but you're not going to find better value in a golf trip to Prince Edward Island in terms of payment, like m money out of pocket, but also what you experience while you're here on top of golf. So um, we have three extremely capable uh, travel golf travel specialist in our group that can walk you through the whole process and give you advice along the way. So I'd recommend uh, shooting us an email or visiting our website, even to get, to get curious. Yeah. I know we mentioned that, uh, you know, when we had our interview earlier this year, but it's certainly something, you know, I try to hammer home all the time for people. Uh, a lot of people have questions, but you guys can answer those questions. You handle those questions and and on a personal level really i mean uh you know i've i've known cases where people have you know called there and they're talking to the the specialist and they just sort of say hey we heard about this place over this area and then they'll go okay well here's this restaurant this restaurant and this restaurant you know i'd recommend this how you fit it into the schedule it's it's not just about it's not about just packaging and selling. It's really creating that personal experience. And, you know, that's really reflecting what they're going to find when they get to PI. It's very personal. 
and whether it was forced or not from the pandemic, we've really switched towards tailored packages. We really don't advertise like package A, B, and C. We package what do you, where do you want to stay? Where do you yeah. want to play? Um, what's your price point? And then we can work on it from there. So it's, it's very customized that way. I think that automatically creates that personalized touch. But we have people that bring gifts in all the time to our office saying, oh, I'd love to give this to Stephanie. I'd love to give this to, to Jennifer or Janelle. So I think things like that really make it prove that we're doing something right. It's not yeah. just a golf trip and we never hear from you again. There, There is very much. And there's people that have been booking with the same agent for the last 10 years. So yeah, they know their, speaks, they know their name, which is exactly. really incredible. And And it goes the other way as well. I'm sure they recognize a lot of people when they call back in and go, Hey, I want to book my vacation for next year. And they're like, Hey, how are you? And you know, know everything. Definitely. So I mean, that's really cool 100%. that way. Um, any other key highlights or, or things we should know about? I mean, I, I know personally, you know, going down there this year, uh, seeing the golf courses, you know, post uh, hurricane Fiona last year, uh, everything is, you know, cleaned up really nice and, and some really cool and impressive things that, I've been mentioning to people that maybe went to PEI in years past, maybe they haven't seen Crowbush now and sort of its new look, uh, you know, some of the looks at, you know, stand up all, all the different golf courses, um, anything significant there that, you know, you think people might be surprised by? I think just the realization that other than sight lines, like looking into trees or towards the water, other than that, the course itself, the, you know, tee box fairway green, there's no change. Like it wasn't like we got the ground uprooted from no, under us no. and destroyed. Like it's very much just sightline changes, which are a good thing in a way. It's, it's sure. not that it's innovation, but it is, it's creating this newer product in a sense that people haven't seen before. So I, I think and not to mention some people can cut corners a little more now that there's <laughs> less trees in the way. Um, but no, no, I think that just people, not that a lot of people knew originally, but just people yeah. think, Oh, well there must be, Everything must be devastated, must be changed, but definitely not the case. If you were to yeah. see how busy, like if you were to try to book a, a tea time, because we have our online booking engine for just straight up tea times, like LPI, most days before 5 p.m., you're not going to see a tea time. So, I mean, the, clearly people, <laughs> people are okay yeah. with the new changes um, in, course, in the course from the hurricane last fall. Yeah, I've heard nothing but positive comments. Uh, all right, quickly then, uh, if people want to reach you guys, want to, you know, figure out how they're going to uh, go for a vacation next year or, you know, in the next little while, because as we said, there's still time to to get down there. Um, obviously, some great flight options and stuff now as well. How do people uh, reach you? Easiest way is just golfpi.ca. Uh, you can browse around a bit or click right on to request a vacation quote and we'll be back to you within 72 hours with the customized quote and we can go from there. Um, but if you want to reach me, my number's on there too. I'm happy to field <laughs> calls anytime. Which is awesome. Thanks, Sam. I always appreciate it. Good to catch up. We're going to get that round of golf. I know, you know, I yeah. get to hang out with you in the golf course, but we have to play uh, sometime soon. So really appreciate Certainly. you coming on and, and looking forward to uh, seeing more from Golf PEI. Thanks, Scott. Say hi to Jeff for me. I will. Well, now I get it. I got yeah. it before. You got, got it for you've been there in the fall. I have been there in the fall. I do. I would really like to go there in the summer. Yes. Because yes. um, it is, it can be at least when we were there, the fall, we got, we had some really good weather. We had yep. some semi moisture, moisture <laughs> weather, um, but uh, a good mix. We had that. We had this sort of semi moisture weather when we were playing Crowbush, which was actually kind of nice because yeah, kind of just the nature of the land, the property there and the, now yeah. we do have a video, I think, of when I was uh, when we were at Crowbush of me hitting a driver 
Um, just about falling over on the 16th yeah, hole. Yeah, it was yep. so windy and crazy. And I wasn't, wasn't too sure if I could get it across the water or not. And But I did. Yes, you did. I might not be able to now, but oh, I, be fine. I, I did be then. Fine. Yeah. yeah, let me just tee it up in front of the water. Yeah. Uh, anyways, great interview, uh, Scott, with, uh, with Sam. Um, yeah. A great guy. Um, really have enjoyed uh, working with Sam um, this past year and, and last year with uh, some marketing related stuff with us and, and looking forward to working with them again next year uh, or this, you know, this coming uh, fall, winter, uh, putting programs and stuff together. And hopefully we can we can get some details together on maybe um, a trip. little flagstick.com trip yeah. uh, out, to, out to PEI. We've been hedging on that one for a little while now. And I think it's time to put things in motion and make it happen. So we'll see if we can't have another sit down with Sam and yep. uh, put together some kind of package for 2024. But stay tuned yep. on that one. But yeah, yeah, great a lot, interview. A lot of people always, uh, you know, they, they're contacting us all the time about details. Uh, Sam jokes that, uh, you know, I get to be the ambassador. And that's obviously I have a lot of family uh, ties down to that sure. place. And And you know what? It would be fun just to, you know, go with a bunch of uh, listeners, readers, people from our community uh, and show them what a great place it is, be able to show them around. Just had a, another friend of ours, Ryan Brath uh, from golf.com. He was just down there last weekend. So it was the same thing, you know, trying to, they were helping him out. They got a, uh, an itinerary organized, but it was just those last little details that maybe I was throwing his direction. And those are the things we could add to that element of a trip, just make it a little bit uh, different as far as the experience and just make it a very complete experience uh, down in Gulf PEI. Well, I think that's the important thing. I think that's what I enjoyed most about it when we went down there, aside from dinner at your mom and dad's place, which was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. McLeod. Um, I can't guarantee that if we did a trip that you'd get to have the dinner at, uh, at the McLeod <laughs> <No>. residence. But <laughs> You never know. We you might, never know. Shove you, might shove you guys off somewhere and we'll go uh, have dinner there. But um <laughs> It was all the little extra things that we did, uh, you know, the little walkabout uh, that we did uh, right in, right in uh, the heart of downtown uh, yeah. um, Charlotte Charlton and, yep. and, you know, going to the, to the track. Mm. Oh, yeah. You I know, forgot we went to the, the right casino track. and the yeah. track. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just all those little things. And then some yep. of the places, you know, you know, uh, playing at Green Gables and, and, and yeah. like, it's those little things that add to it. It's not just about let's pick pick the five golf courses or the six golf courses right. we're going to go play and play you know yeah. it's more than just the golf it's kind of a little bit of the extra stuff too it's a lot about the golf but yeah anyway um, and, I, and i'm a little bit of a a, a nerd when it comes to facts as people think? will will know so uh and you know uh, being having the his, family history there um there tends to be a lot of useless bits of information floating around in my brain which sometimes are useful and sometimes those things are of interest to people that you least expect them to be of interest to. Correct. So it is yeah. always a good thing to have that useless information that you think is useless and throw it on out there because you never know who might find it useful. You got it. You got it. Um, okay. Again, great interview with Sam. Glad he, glad to have him back on here. Uh, looking forward to uh, working with uh, Golf PEI into 2024 and hopefully setting up some kind of a trip. So stay tuned for the information on that if uh, we are able to pull something together. Yeah. Um, well, that's about it for us for this week, Scott. Um, and I know going into next week, um, 
we will have a wrap up of the uh, PGA Ottawa PGA Fall Championship, which is going to be yep. really kind of cool. Uh, we'll also hopefully next week have some uh, some Solheim Cup mm-hmm. uh, discussion. We were we were yep. going to get into that this week, but we had a lot of other things we wanted to get to, and the Solheim Cup hasn't happened yet. We still got yeah. time to discuss it, and maybe the closer we get to it, it's a little more timely. So maybe once it's sure. actually happening, um, you know, we can get into it, have a discussion about it, and then uh, obviously. Then after that, the Ryder Cup. So it's going to be busy, busy time for golf yep. guys. Busy yep, time for, for sure. golf guys to talk golf. Um, want to thank everybody for uh, for you know spending some time with us uh, on this episode of the Flagstaff Podcast. Thanks, of course, to our sponsors. Very important: Metcalf Golf Club, Castleview Golf Club, Kevin Ham Golf School, uh, and our presenting sponsor. We always like to thank our presenting sponsor, Adidas. Introducing Ultimate 365 Tour Heat Apparel and ZG23 Vent Footwear. Helping golfers handle the heat this season. The collection features a mix of silhouettes for men and women with heat-ready and no-show technology to keep golfers cool and dry so they can perform their best all the time. Both ZG23 Vent and Ultimate 365 Tour Apparel are available on adidas.ca, the Adidas app, and, of course, selected retailers worldwide. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed listening and hearing and watching, uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks as always, Instagram, X, uh, Facebook, TikTok, maybe there's other ones, uh, subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like us, click the notification bell to make sure you never miss one episode of this podcast. And of course... Get over to flagstick.com because it isn't always on here, but it is always on there. Um, there's more amazing golf content that we publish there every single day, so you're not going to be left out in the dark. We promise you that. Always and subscribe a- to our newsletter. Yes. Why, yes. why do I always forget that? Subscribe to. We have Flagstick Digest as our newsletter because they're three times a week. When you go to flagstick.com, find the little subscription, sign up. Sign up. There's no cost to sign up, and we're not going to spam you with a bunch of advertising. I guarantee no ad blasts from flagstick.com with the newsletter. There are ads in the newsletter, and that's that's it. Mixed in with the content. So you'll like it. We guarantee you'll like it. I know you'll like it. All right. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Until next week, I am Jeff Botter. I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.